Hey guys, I'm Sam, and I'm recording this over in the west coast, which of course is the far superior side of Scotland. I also am a fan of Manchester United, which has meant I've been in a pretty good mood recently as our form has been excellent. And I've spent the last year around Central as an intern, which essentially means that Zach Robb has bossed me around getting him coffee and cleaning his new guitar for the five millionth time. Um, but apart from uh, apart from that, I've really loved being a part of this church and super excited to get to look at some scripture with you this week and listen in to what God is saying. In this week's rooted passage, we're looking at John 6 and 7 and we see lots going on. Jesus feeds the 5,000, walks on water, claims to be the bread of life, a bunch of followers leave, then announces that he's the, actually the light of the world. Jesus is really hitting his stride and people are starting to notice and ask questions. And today I'd actually love to focus in on one of these conversations that happens. It's just after Jesus fed the 5,000 and it's just after he's walked on water and just before Jesus calls himself the bread of life. Three heavyweight stories and it can actually be quite easy to jump from one to the other without taking time or attention to the conversation that lies between them. So let's do that together and listen in to what God wants to say through it. I'm reading from verse 25 and again it's just after Jesus walked on water and fed the 5,000. Um, but why don't I pray before we jump in? Yeah Father I just give thanks that you've given us um, your word and your scripture and yeah Holy Spirit I just ask that as we look into this would would it be you that's speaking through it? Um, we just want to see what you have to say. Amen. I'm starting from verse 25. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has set his seal of approval. Then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. We find the crowd awestruck at what Jesus is doing. Um, all the miracles that he's just done, the feeding of the 5,000. Um, and they quickly decide, well, you want in on that too, right? And frankly, it's just super relatable. Um, I can remember the first time being awestruck at what Jesus was doing. Um, was that my first soul survivor? I just turned 15 and given my life to Jesus. I saw healing, both physical and emotional, I saw Jesus speaking into people's lives through people and folks coming into incredible life in all its fullness and just tons of salvations. Um, and I came home and I thought to myself, well, I want to be part of this. And it was all filled with good, good motives. But very quickly, I took my eyes off of Jesus and decided that I was going to be the superhero. I started to hunger after the temporary things and not after Jesus. 
for me at that time, it looked like running around and trying to fix people's problems. Uh, coffee meetups, long walks and late night phone calls, you know, just the normal stuff. Um, and my life started to revolve around my capacity to make a difference and help others. Um, but I burnt out in about three months. What followed was the first time that Jesus had to remind me that this is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. And if I'm being honest, he still needs to remind me daily. Now, of course, Jesus calls us into action, but he calls us into partnership in his action. And that kind of action requires a laying down of ourselves to first hunger after Jesus and what he's about. Because when, Je when Jesus challenged that crowd, he knew exactly what they were really thinking. And if you look, Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. They were hungering after a type of action and work that served themselves first, and ultimately would only lead to a road of burnout or wipeout. Um, but instead, Jesus offers a type of action fueled by the bread of life and in partnership with the light of the world. And this all starts by having its roots firmly set and hungering after Jesus. Over this internship, I found myself continually being reminded of this by Jesus. The irony of being involved in worship is how incredibly easy it is to fall into the temptation of worshipping yourself. It is a daily battle, and it always starts in the quiet places where no one else can see, in my thoughts and the seemingly small acts. The question of Am I hungering after Jesus in this becomes absolutely crucial. And to be reminded that my work is first to be faithful before fruitful. And I still forget at times to seek the eternal life that the Son of Man can give me. And I find myself having lost sight of the righteousness, the worthiness and the friendship of Jesus. Um, and I've found that when I put my trust anywhere else, um, when I choose to not believe in him, I find myself usually landing in one of two places. On the one hand, an attitude of salvation by works, a desire to be perfect. My only worth becomes when I can do good works for God. I can think of countless times coming to the end of a day, lying in my bed and running through my head if I've done everything right. Or the, on the other hand, a complete attitude of vanity and a desire to be God myself. And when my relationship with God and my prayer life becomes simply a way for me to climb the ladder of life I've constructed in my head. Um, and I prioritise presence from God rather than the presence of God. And it ends up becoming a bit like a scale, where on one side I have a desperately low confidence in myself, but on the other side I have a completely over confidence in myself. Um, but in both I completely lose faith in Jesus. I forget who he is and therefore who I am in him. And so I have to return to repentance. And I'm welcomed back with open arms and called to stand in my identity as a child of God. An identity that I'd never lost, but forgotten in the midst of my self-reliance. I return to my first work. Because this is always out of that identity, that assurance that we are deeply loved more than we can ever know, chosen and redeemed on the cross. That we step into the action Jesus calls us to with him. Be it in the school, 
the office, the mission field, or the street. But we must first find rest with God, have him remind us, renew our belief and trust in the one whom the Father has sent. So why don't we do that for a bit? Maybe sit up straight or lie completely down, but let's posture ourselves to receive from him and meet with him right now. Why don't I pray as we enter that space? Father, would you remind us that Jesus has your seal of approval, that he is worthy and trustworthy and able. Holy Spirit, would you draw us to rest in your presence right now? And Jesus, remind us how the only work you ever really want is the work of our hearts postured towards you. So we say yes and amen. Yes and amen. As we stay here, I'm going to read a bit of scripture over us. It's from Matthew 11, and it's Jesus speaking to his people. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Jesus, we thank you that you call us to rest and to work with you. Would you open up our eyes to this more today? Amen. <laughs>